absolute gems. You are back for another episode of Tits and Teeth, hosted by your loves, Jen and Kai. I don't even need to tease you about who our guest is today. I'm just going to flat out say it. It's the amazing, the talented, the self-proclaimed gremlin herself, Julia McClellan in the house today. Julia has been on a whirlwind adventure with the show Kinky Boots and has just finished her first Broadway contract when the show closed earlier this summer. We obviously sipped on some bourbon with our girl and chatted with her about Kinky Boots, love and romance in the biz, and of course, her passion for zero-waste living and her wildly popular persona, Zero Waste Warbler. But before we throw it to Jules, we got to hear the tops and tails of the week with Jen and Kai. Jen, let's do it. It's the Tops and Tales of the Week with Jen and Kyla. Oh my god. <laughs> it's Antique. <laughs> Kyla, does somebody have a birthday this week? I did have a birthday this week. Oh my gosh, that's so nice. Happy birthday. I'm one whole year older. I did it. Hooray me. (laughs) And you still look 12. Oh, not a day older than 12. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, the only time I ever get ID'd is when I'm with Kyla Musselman. (laughs) Well, and when I have like a ball hat on and my jean jacket and a backpack and sneakers and no makeup on, like it all helps the situation. Yeah. <laughs> that helps the youngness of which I look. The youngest of which I look. That made. And me. then you're like, hello. <laughs> I'm like, hey. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Nice <laughs> well, happy birthday, friend. Shanks, girl. We love you. Woo! Thanks. Thanks. I always think like birthdays, we should, you know, applaud our mothers more than us. We did nothing, but our mothers did a lot. <laughs> That's such a good shout out. Shout yeah, out. Yeah, to mum's buddy everywhere. Yeah, girl. Near and far to get us where we are. Oh to get God. us where we are. Oh, the rhyming. Yes, yes, yes. I <laughs> what's. Um, Tops and tails, mate. Well, that's that's my tops. My my birthday is the tops. It's so surviving sweet. another year, another year older and wiser. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, no, but it was lovely and had a great time. And yeah, let's do it again. We'll come back next year and uh, I'll say the same thing. But then my tails. Okay, so recently watched a documentary on HBO. It's called At the Heart of Gold, um, Inside the USA Gymnastics Scandal, you know, oh. with uh, Larry Nassar, that physiotherapist. Yeah. Well, I've read and I've heard about the whole scandal when it happened, but to see it all in documentary form in one space and all of these women that they talk to and seeing him and they have tapes in the courts and actually they do a really good job of talking to the women who had been abused it shows the different developments of grief and anger and all these stages from all these women coming forward it's such a breach of trust yeah it's just it was very enlightening it was very enlightening and I really liked that they now he would do story. things like he would. Um, sorry that this is gruesome for oh. for the listeners. Fast forward if you do, if you're not. <laughs> if you don't like it, but he would do things like um, a, a check of the girls mm-hmm. in their private lady areas, but without yeah. gloves and things like that. Without and gloves, doing and, physical. Yeah. He called it. It was like an insertion. Yeah. 
And often the parents were right outside. That's the other thing because they trusted him as well. Hun, some of the parents were in the room, just on the (laughs) other side of the room. Like there's a girl in there and she and she's with her mom and her mom was like i was in every single one of those appointments and i and i didn't know like what the fuck well i spoke about tiffany haddish's book as well last week and actually in her book it she has a situation where she was abused she was Mm -hmm. molested but the guy she was like I literally didn't realize that's what he was doing yeah he you know we never spoke about it he didn't try anything else he just did the thing that we discussed and she was like I thought he was helping me Mm -hmm. and that was that and then it was like it was when she was 18 or 19 one of her friends she was retelling the story Mm -hmm. and because it's Tiffany Haddish she's she's so funny in the way that she retells it but she was retelling the story and her friend was like girl you were abused (laughs) she was like what but it's interesting right like it's it's terrible but it's it's yeah it's also good and it's good to hear it and see it it's opening up the conversation even more rather than just being like yeah this guy was evil and that's the end of it yeah because there's so much more that goes into it well thanks bringing that up because it's oh. an important all of those things it and to have the conversations and it I, but it is so tragic the american oh gymnastics and the fact that the the association did nothing for so many years and let so many world-class athletes go through that is a disgrace girl switch it up for us switch yeah, that was it up heavy. now man <laughs> well these are real things happening in the world and we're gonna talk about it you mm-hmm. know it's not all sunshine and roses but um you know those those are important conversations to have as well on the flip side of all of that flippity flip i'm gonna give you my tops first mm-hmm. you ready yes tops first girlfriend just booked myself a bloody trip to the bahamas now you <laughs> Did it! Yay! <laughs> um, a friend is getting married in on New Year's in the Bahamas. Oh, yeah. When have I ever not been doing a million shows, shaking my ass, cha cha cha? You know how I like to finish a musical <laughs> and then go and do twelve shows. But I figured this year, regardless of of whatever contracts are around that time. They usually end around Christmas, mm-hmm. so I had to book the trip with the goodwill that I'm going to be at one of my best friends' wedding. It's Jim. You met Jim? Oh, yeah. My best from high school that now lives in New York with me. Anyway, he's great. So he's getting married. He flew to Florida for my wedding oh. from bloody Australia or wherever he was. I have to be there, Kai. Yep. So I just booked a trip to the Bahamas. It's Elbow K, it's very fancy. It's its own bloody island. Mm. I have to get a golf cart to get around. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't wait. That's so nice. Yes. And my tales was I had a couple of terrible flights. Kyla knows all about it. (laughs) I won't go into all the details. One of my planes did, in fact, get towed. That's right, ladies and gents. The plane got towed. (laughs) Anyway, it was a bit of a tales. Because it did affect a certain interview. That's fine. (laughs) We postponed and we persevered. Hundo P, baby. I got on the phone to Delta, and I also got 3,000 miles. Uh, Yeah, you did. (laughs) Not mad at it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's how we turn a bloody tails into a tops right there. Oh, every week, baby, turning those tails into taps. (laughs) I love you. Love you. So now... 
We're going to hear from, I was going to call her Julia Magulia. (laughs) Oh, just like a beautiful lady boss. Let's call her a lovely lady boss, Julia McClellan. Let's go. There we go. Fucking assholes, it's time for 60 Seconds of the Godfather. Jen and Kai are the Godfather, and we're with Julia McClellan. We're with Zero Waste Warbler, and we're fucking jazzed. Okay, are you ready for 60 Seconds with the Godfather? No. Nobody ever is. Okay. Yes. It's time for 60 Seconds with the Godfather. It's 60 Seconds with the Godfather. Not 20, not 30, not 40, not 50. It's 60 Seconds with the Godfather. Three, two, one. One item of clothing you can't live without. A hat. Oh. Where's your favorite hat monger? Is that the word? Yes, sure. Um, Gorin Brothers, always. I have a loyalty card. I'm one away from a free hat. Is it 10? It's 11. Oh, 10. Okay, go. (laughs) 10. You are trendy AF. What documentaries do you recommend? This changes everything. It's a climate documentary. you got to watch it. Love okay, it. Great. Uh, give us a good book recommendation as well. An Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth by Chris Hatfield. I fucking knew she'd have something like that. Yeah, right, great. Are you still a Canadian and so polite and say please and thank you and sorry? I do, and I get ruthlessly mocked for sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh uh, give us your thoughts on a punchy lip. Crucial. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite belting diva. Laura Benanti. <gasps> Favorite thrift store in New York City. Beacon's Closet. Oh, great. We have to finish this off. Um, Best celeb sighting in New York City? You know what? I sat across from Jake Gyllenhaal on the subway. No, you didn't. Although I I think it was him. (laughs) (laughs) But I sort of like looked at him and like gave him the eyes and he he did one of these like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I I think it was him. If it wasn't you, sorry for smearing you, Jake. Jake. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Um, Fashion icon. Ooh, definitely... I'm going to pronounce her last name wrong, but Iris Atfeld. Do you know who I mean? Atfeld. Atfeld, yeah. Have you seen that documentary Yeah, she's my favorite. I'm obsessed with her. Yeah, okay. So she's on the Strong Females documentary. Slash, can I just say, like, Wild Thing Vintage? Like, can we just, like, say her? Because who isn't she an icon to? Erica Peck. Yes, yeah. good one. Yeah, good good one. one. Yeah. Are you a walk in the woods or a dip in the ocean kind of girl? I'm ocean raised, so I'm I wanna say ocean, but also I, I love a good woods walk. So can I say both? Yeah. yeah. Nova Scotia absolutely. has both. That's you can true. do both. We're blessed. Would you rather sleep on a bed of pine cones or sit in a chair of cactus? Cacti, cactus. Uh Pine cones. That sounds actually like kind of nice. You're really prickly. <laughs> it's so strange. I feel, like it was, so I feel like it would smell really nice. I'm going with pine cones. Yes, yes, yes. Pine cones it is. Lock it in, Eddie. <laughs> um, no, we always start favorite musical and dream role. Julia. Oh, yeah. I was, oh, I should have prepared. Okay. No, uh, never. <laughs> I'm terrible. I never know musicals. Like, I'm just one of those people who I should know them and mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. So I always end up loving like whatever one I'm in. Dream role right now would definitely be Molly and Peter and the Starcatcher. Yeah. If I can include that one. In the future, it would be probably Dot, Sunday in the Park with George. Nice. So favorite musical, what you're in at the moment? Favorite musical is probably Sunday in the Park. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So kinky boots. Yeah. Shit, eh? Oh my God. She's been a journey. Well, we just picked Julia up. We walked down. We did. We walked walked down down the kinky boots on Broadway. (laughs) Yeah, and picked her up. We twerked outside the stage door. They did. It was delightful. (laughs) It was perfect. Looking like a dream. And the yellow beret. Well, yeah. No punchy lips, surprisingly. Surprising. I'll do better next time. We'll put it on. So you've been having, is it four? Years? On and off, yeah. It's been uh, 2015 was when we started in Toronto. Just the bloody gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, truly. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to talk about a honey train. Yeah, tell <laughs> us about it. Tell us about the journey. Yeah. Tell us about, like, meeting and working with Jerry Mitchell. Yeah. Tell us about the, like, kinky family and how it's kind of brought you to New York City. Shit. Yeah. It's been just, honestly, like you said, the gift that keeps giving, especially because I don't get sick of it and I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's very many people who can say they've been with a gig that long and still love doing it every yeah. single time they do it, yeah. which I think is super unique to Kinky Boots because it's the way it affects the audience that makes it like that. And the group of weirdos that it <laughs> inevitably brings together. I just sidebar on that is that you keep posting about funny oh, Jen oh, yeah. backstage. Hey, funny Jen. I think Jen. I'm obsessed with her. As are we all. Okay, We're great. all just trying to achieve funny Jen status in life. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, cool. she's an absolute nightmare. I love her so much. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it always seems from Toronto to tour to New York, it brings together this group of people who are just down for absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. And without fail just like a great group of humans so yeah we we auditioned in toronto in 2015 like andrew scanlon and i always say we're like you know how like you know some people get like couple contracts we always say me and andrew scanlon are that couple Mm -hmm. and so we were doing i think we're doing footloose or something at no rose you were doing the snow white panto with kyla elise and i was like (laughs) you (laughs) were currently playing the ass of a horse. The ass of a horse. She was. Which later and became she was the ass of a cow, which, which I was Jen just <laughs> finished playing. You know what? You like did an amazing job. Just, Snaps for yeah. Kyla. Yeah. Yes. She was amazing. Perfect. Um, Back to you. And uh, yes. we were, it was crazy. Like, we just kept having to drive all the way from St. Jacob's to Toronto. Like, mm-hmm. I think we even did it in between shows at one point or before really? our matinee or something. Oh, it was nuts. And we were just driving my poor rickety, like, beat, beater car. What's her name? <laughs> Henrietta. Henrietta. May she rest in peace. Oh, right. And so we would just like drive on fumes because my car was breaking down. We were both just sort of saying like, if we don't get this, this is going to be like the saddest thing ever because we had driven so many times. Yeah. Um, And then we did it together there and then we did it together on tour again, which was pretty special. And And then he was the minister at your wedding. He was Reverend Scanlon. Reverend Scanlon. Isn't that so cute? I love him so much. The the Honorable Reverend Scanlon. That's so lovely. Yeah, and he did like the best job ever. Obviously, oh so sweet. So, and then you bloody went on tour, and then you were like, "Well, shit, I'm still into this. Let's (laughs) keep going." Yeah, and luckily there was just gaps in between where I was able to go do other things, which was awesome. So it's not been like four straight years of Um, of kinky boots. There's been other things in between, so that's 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 also been good because I've had a chance to go away and miss it. And weirdly enough, the day before I got invited to come here, I hadn't listened to any of the music at all. Like. Who, why would I? Yeah. And I was sitting in our little basement apartment in St. Jacobs when we were doing the country show, and I got this weird urge to listen to everybody say yeah. And I put it on, and Mike came out of our room and was like, what are you doing listening to this? And I was like, I don't know. I just had a, I missed it for a second. I had a really bad urge to listen to it. And the day after, 
I was asked to come. You're like, universe. It was really weird. Bling, bling. But you know, I'm a spooky bride like that. Oh, I forgot <laughs> you're a spooky bride. She, she's a spooky bride. I don't know what that means. It's just what do you spooky. Mean? You know, she's spooky. Give, give me <laughs> more examples. I Do you have other, like, <clears throat> Yeah. Like, the very first time I went on for Kinky Boots ever, it was an invited dress, like, really, really early. And I woke up that morning, and I was like, Mike, someone's going to go down. I'm going to be on today. And he's like, no, you're not. It's like the very first day of public showing. And I was like, I'm going to be on. I know it. And I was sitting in the balcony. I'll never forget with Thomas Alderson. And I, and God, I was like. God love him. They, they stopped the show. And I was like, see you all later. This is it. I just knew. I don't know why. She's spooky. She's she, spooky. She's, she's a spooky, spooky bro. I didn't know that man. about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fun. Well, I got to see you go on for Nicola on, oh God, on the B-Way. Nice. And you were so perfect. Thanks, I was man. like, she knows she understands her she loves her i wish i had seen you as lauren i know both of those women tracks are great for for different reasons Mm -hmm. i i actually really love that nicola track because yeah she's got some really nice scene work and yeah and obviously lauren is just my awkward truth so (laughs) that's great too indeed (laughs) yes i would love to see it and i think when i sat with you backstage you were like this is the end of, like, when this show closes, this will be the end of Jerry's Kinky Boots. But you're like, I don't think it's the end of Kinky Boots in my life. Well, it's going to mm. go out regionally and then... Hell yeah. Right, you know? and it's, and it's just like, like a connection to yeah. it, right? Like, and it's it's awesome that I still have such a positive feeling mm-hmm, about the show yeah. that even if it isn't Jerry's version and it, I end up being so lucky as to do it anywhere else, I'll be thrilled. Yeah. yeah. I'll be super oh. thrilled. Tell me personally about Jerry Mitchell. He's Tell amazing. Personally? Great. Yeah, do I not get to hear? All right. Can you also please <laughs> We actually have something to talk about without we you, are, We need a minute. Girls and I need a minute. We want, we're talking about Jerry. <laughs> no, he's unreal. Like, cool. he is everything that he seems he is. He's full out Jerry Mitchell. Hashtag full out. Like, he... Demands excellence, which all good directors do. He's unendingly positive and just really, really cares about his his people. And once you're in his family, like, you're in his family. And that's That's awesome. You know, like, he didn't need to ask any of us to return or whatever. And he's just really great that way. And he facilitates a really positive company, which I think is kind of rare for directors to really care about the offstage life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he really takes a lot of care to hire people who he thinks is going to like be good, mesh well together. Be good company members, oh, which yeah. is a nice, you know, addition. That's why we have funny Jen. <laughs> I don't want to be friends with funny Jen. She's going to die. I'm going to make her listen to this and she's going <laughs> to yeah. lose her mind. Her like, I hate funny Jen. Hey girl. <laughs> Love you. I told you I had Canadian fans. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So switching Great. gears from... Um, we're here with Jillian McClellan, obviously. A.K.A. A.K.A. Zero's Warbler. <laughs> <laughs> also, we looked up one time. I was like, what is a warbler? For people who don't know, what is a warbler? A warbler is a songbird, which is obviously yes. why I chose it, because there's a nature connection, also a singing, like it's a singing bird. Mm-hmm. However... <laughs> I did choose a name and start the account whilst pretty drunk. <laughs> As everybody does. So we, we uh, brainstormed this t- name. T- t- yeah. t- t- I did awake. I, I awoke to another Instagram in my life with a name chosen by Drunk Julia. Now, I still enjoy it and like it, and I think it serves a great purpose. However, I, sober Julia, didn't choose it. But we're here now. So tell us, <laughs> tell us for those people that don't know what Zero Waste Wobbler is, tell oh, us about yes, the yeah. account, tell us why it's yeah. important to you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, about like, <clears throat> I guess like almost five years ago now, I was just sitting on Facebook 
Um, and I was posting like climate post after climate post after climate post. And I started to feel really gross about it because I realized it was just sort of like Facebook activism ming. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't actually putting my money where my mouth was or doing any of the necessary work to actually facilitate that kind of culture. I Mm -hmm. was just posting about it. Yeah. And so I decided I wanted to try and find something that I could do right then and there that would like set me on a road to being more sustainable. And I just sort of Googled it and was like, what can I do? And I found this movement called the Zero Waste Movement, really started by B. Johnson, who's like the mother of zero waste. And she had this book on how to be zero waste in your home. And so I bought it off Amazon and I just like went full into it, Mm -hmm. got completely obsessed. And it took me about three, probably three years to transition 90% of my life into this sort of low waste living. And um, I realized that it's really, really hard for people in the industry to be sustainable Mm -hmm. because we are in a notoriously wasteful business. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if there was a way that I could help theater people as well as the greater, you know, followers on Instagram, but Mm -hmm. primarily theater people, how I could help them sort of go through their theater lives while being a little more sustainable. And to really start that off, I was on the Kinky Boots tour and I was like, okay, I'll use this as an experiment. If I can be an actor on tour and try to generate no trash, then I feel like I have a leg to stand on in terms of like helping other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's hugely helpful. Like even it Scanlon is. was, we were backstage for something and he just took, I think somebody had an avocado peel and he was mm. like, here, just give it to me. We're going to put it yeah. in the freezer and anyone that has any of their organics will put it in and at the end of the contract or at the oh. end of the week, I'll just take it down to the compost. That makes me so happy. But, and I was like, Fuck, that's so easy. Yeah. That's the whole thing. It is. All of it is very easy. easy. None of it's hard. It's just we've all been raised to think that a certain way. And Mm -hmm. there's an equally easy other way to live that's Mm -hmm. better for the earth and better for us. It's just changing the way you think about things and changing your habits. Yeah. We were just saying, as we're in a hotel and there's lots of waste in here. And you were like, don't feel bad about everything. And we're like, no, we don't feel bad. It's just like being cognizant and being aware. Like, And the more mm -hmm. that you're aware, the more you look around and you're like, oh, But it's so funny, like nowadays, I was just hanging out with Erica Peck, speaking of today, and we were laughing because we met at a coffee shop, and she's really great on her zero waste stuff, and she just didn't have it because she's traveling, and so she got a coffee cup, and she was like, oh, I know, sorry, sorry, and I was like, oh, I don't don't care, like, she's like, you must get people, like, all the time now being weird about their, like, and I'm like, yeah, but... Honestly, if you go check out the account, like, it's very easy to see that it's not, like, a judgment zone. It's just very simple, easy, nice ways that you can sort of be yeah. more sustainable. And yeah. in Toronto now, you can recycle your plastic bags. Yeah. Toronto's, they go on to recycle. Toronto actually has, like, a very large zero-waste goal as a city. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find out a lot about it on their website, but they are they have a zero-waste goal in mind. So that's great. If, you're, if your municipality has that set up, they're they're putting in place a lot of systems for you to succeed. Yeah. It does make me think every time I'm in the grocery store and I got my little like reusable produce bags Ooh. and I look and I'm like, ah, look at you. Look at you and your little banana bag because yeah. your bananas need a bag. Right? <laughs> what are your bananas? They already my have a skin team. on them. What are your bananas need I know. A bag? I'm like, if only nature made a, a already made casing for all the food we eat. Oh, wait. It wait. does. Yeah, it does. Do you notice a difference between being in New York City and being in the States? Majorly. Where Laws are different to majorly, that and then what can bag. like Americans listening? Like, is there something that they can do? I mean, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I really, when I was moving here, was like, oh, New York's gonna be a cinch because it's New York, like, yeah. you can find anything in New York, yeah. And I found it 
monstrously hard here. Yeah. Um, and I've had to cut myself some slack just because like there are elements of my zero waste life in Toronto that I can't do here. And I think that's a really important aspect when you're having the zero waste conversation is you have to think about privilege and geography and, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm incredibly privileged in my life in every asset, but especially my geography and where I live and I don't have any overlying health concerns. I'm not on a prescription every week. We're Canadian as well. Is that what you mean? Well, and just in general, general. my personal privilege. So my zero waste is going to look very different from say an American who doesn't have composting in their city and also might be on insulin. And, you know, a number of reasons why you might have way more trash than me. Mm-hmm. Where do people find you? Where, what's, the, what's the account? Where do they find you? It's Hadley? at Zero Waste Warbler, or if you just go to my personal Instagram, it's linked on there as well. What's your personal Instagram? Julia Emily McClellan. Oh, what a babe. Emily. Shit, I, well, yeah, yeah, so I think we were talking about it on Robin Calvert's episode as well. Yes, oh my God, I screamed. I screamed. But because <laughs> it, she was like, it's so great. It's like, you know, when you don't have to think about stuff that we're all a product of an immediate society. So mm-hmm. when you don't have to think about stuff, I think Robin's example was switching from a paper towel to a Oh, yeah, towel. we're talking about She was like, it's literally no difference. But all of In a sudden, fact, you I could argue that it's more convenient because you're not running out for paper towels all the time. So I'm always trying to convince people, like, it's just a switch in mentality. Yeah. yeah. You're going to save money, save time, save the planet. There's nothing not to like there. It's yeah. just switching the way you think about things no it's fucking cool well then okay yeah we're gonna grab two you did a whole zero waste wedding but then you uh switching into relationships you quickly left your your beautiful hubby hi mike cox hi mike cox Cox. junior esquire junior esquire is that what you call him yeah it's his instagram handle we we only correspond by our instagram handles i'm like good night mike cox junior esquire love you (laughs) it's like good night zero waste slash yeah, Ella, Emily McClellan. Yeah, I make him call me Zero Waste Warbler. You're like, yes. <laughs> Look in my eyes and say, give it to me, Zero Waste. Every time. And then give it saving. to me, Zero yeah. Waste. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's the way it rolls. Yes. <laughs> I can't He's, like, definitely mortified right now. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, in that relationship, so you quickly uh, turn around. You had to leave your beautiful husband to come back to New York. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that experience. And like artists are often separated from our yeah. loved ones, and and you have to find times to be close yeah. in far apart situations. Yeah, I mean, um, you like you two um, obviously could weigh in on this just as much as I could. Um, they've heard too much from us already. <laughs> it's it's difficult. Like any artist who's in a relationship, or even you don't even have to be in a romantic relationship. It's the same with any kind of family members, yeah. friends who you you depend on as partners. Mm-hmm. Like I miss you know Michelle Bowie just as much as I miss Mike. Like mm-hmm. those people are as important. And so I think we all deal with it on some aspect. Um, but yeah, it's really tough. And I think it was like, Less than 48 hours after we said I do, I was sitting in my kinky boots dressing room staring at myself, just being like, what just happened? <laughs> you um, said before, I was still hungover from your wedding, being uh, like, whoa. 100%. I was like, I'm I... am married, but he's there. I'm really lucky I even made it back. Like, why did they let me on the plane? Like, I was absolutely still drunk. Um, so yeah, it's, it's obviously really hard. We've gotten really good at over the years. We've been together for like almost eight years. And you just come up with rules and tactics and little guidelines and stuff that help you and I was just gonna say like what's your favorite little trick that you're like today like I like this every day we have like some 
not negative guidelines, but things that we absolutely don't do. And Mm -hmm. we have some things that we make sure we do. Like Mm -hmm. we try to still date each other. That's our, that's our tip. Like we'll take our FaceTimes to a burger joint and we'll have like a burger and a beer together, or we'll watch a movie at the same time and FaceTime. Like we try to still date each other and do the things that you would do when you're together, which I think is important because it's tough when you're dating your phone you forget that that person is like still someone that you're attracted to and want to be around and makes you smile. It's really hard to keep that up. So we try to continue to date each other that way. And then we also just have some like loose guidelines of stuff that we don't do. Like we try not to say I miss you too much as if we can, because it just makes it worse. Like we know we miss each other. Yeah. That's obvious. I know. I like that one too. I do. You know, so it's tough. And, And we also have a rule that we have no obligation to each other to pick up or to answer a text if it's like during the day. Like for instance, if I'm out with a bunch of friends, I'm not the type of person who's going to be like, Oh, my husband's calling one second because then you're missing out on your, the moments of your day with the people and you're not present and your relationship shouldn't be something that takes away from your life. It should be something that adds. Mm -hmm. So we try to really be present as much as possible. And then, you know, reconnect at night or in the morning or, or whatever. Love that. I really do. But he comes a a lot. A little bit, but like he, he's also, yeah, working his tail off. So he's Mm -hmm. been, we've been apart for pretty much most of it. He was here, I think for two months, but that's about it. But dreams and goals, man, you gotta do the hustle and. I know. So like then it's, yeah, it is. It's like, what's the correct balance for you? I mean, we're sort of with us, we met so young and mm-hmm. we were best friends before we started dating. So mm-hmm. we knew it was like forever. Like we knew it, we were each other's people. So we were like, okay, we have to give ourselves a decade to put career first. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like we won't get any of the things accomplished that we want to. And so we're now sort of starting to flip that ratio a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Now we're like, okay, maybe now we can afford to put each other first and career maybe a little bit second. Yeah. Like we go right into the next, uh, when you come back to Canada, you get to Ooh. work with your hubby. Yay. Couple contract. Okay, so what's, what's, what is it? What's the next contract? When are you moving back to T.O.? I'm How moving back to T.O. And April 8th. We close the show April 7th. Bom, we bom. pack up the U-Haul. We're out of there. Dust oh flying. Um, and then uh, we... But wait, just on that, is the cast ready to... Like, how's this current cast feeling? I mean, we have, I think, something insane, like 12 original company members still in the show who have been there for really? almost eight years. Like, oh it's a great gig, so no one's, not a lot of people have left it. And the people who are, haven't been there for eight years have been there for, like, four. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a family. Um, so, yeah, people are feeling a little sad to be leaving it. But it, I think people are ready to tell new stories as well, like we all are. Close it's it's always bittersweet, window, right? You know, yeah. you are going to miss this amazing family and the horrible and great thing about Kinky Boots is that you see the visceral change in your audience so you know you're not going to be seeing that as much which is super rewarding but yeah, yeah. any actor will tell you they're ready to, yeah, to tell new it. stories yeah. so then what's the next story? Newsies! <laughs> yes! Who are you playing in Newsies? Catherine Plower. Oh my gosh, you're yes. going to be so good. Oh, thanks, man. Yes. Yeah, it's been a dream role for a really long time, so yes, I'm you're excited to be perfect to in that fucking thanks. role. Oh. So, let's, before we do advice for people in the biz, can you give us some zero waste advice? Oh, yeah. Um, for performers specifically? Sure. I would say to just plan ahead. Like, you, you plan ahead in every other aspect of your life for performing. Like, you know, when you go to Grand Bend, you got to, like, pack 
all your stuff. That sunnies and the... You know, your blender, if yeah. you're a smoothie person. Like, you you have, like, your stuff. So just, like, take all the stuff from Toronto that you need to take to, like, set yourself up for success. And just get real creative about, like, solutions. May I ask right now, then? Yeah. Will you have a paper script? Yes, probably. But generally, like, Mike and I just did a huge, like, Marie Kondo of our apartment. Duh. Avi. As everyone has. <laughs> and, like, we have all these old scripts. And so I just save them for, like, note-taking and stuff. Okay. So... I'll like use, I'll get a newsy script and then I'll use that if I ever swing again or understudy or yeah. you're just taking notes. Like it's just scrap paper. Yeah. Yeah. So then what about advice for people in the biz, young people in the biz? What do you, what do you got to say? I would say my number one tip kind of goes into what we've been talking about is that I think it's like essential that people in the business have something else that they enjoy because I was thinking about this the other day, and I was thinking about how there are very, very few careers in this world that take every single thing you ever loved as a hobby, Mm -hmm. and in a flash of an instant, creates, makes it all work, Mm -hmm. makes it your job. Mm -hmm. And I think if there's, if every single atom in your body, like, belongs to the beast, it's really hard to not wrap up all your self-worth in how you're doing in the industry. And this industry is amazing, like, you're going to have the most joyful wonderful, fulfilling times of your life in this industry. And you're also going to have the most devastatingly heartbreaking, awful times in this industry. And if your whole self is wrapped up in how you're doing, how are you going to survive those times? Like you have to have something else. So that would be my number one thing is just figure out like when all your hobbies become your job, what else do you like? And I will say only because I absolutely agree, but it took me until I was like, me too. Like a year or so ago to find something else. And I used yeah. to sit and be like, I have nothing else. I yeah. have nothing else that I'm in love with because I've spent so much of my time wrapped up in this. Mm-hmm. And it is about experimenting and finding, and it will come. I always felt like I need to go search for that, but it'll come. Yeah, and like... Something will come to you. When you're a kid, like your job is going to school and mm-hmm. being a sibling or, you so know, your other all these things, things that you loved where you're out. They're your hobbies. Yeah. And like you get to go dance after school or mm-hmm. go take a voice lesson and it's just for pure joy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all of those hobbies are stripped away from you and they become work and your you work. still love your work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I still feel the same amount of joy when I sing or dance mm-hmm. at, at a job, but they're no longer hobbies. Yeah. They can't be anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So finding something else that brings you joy and self-worth outside of the business will get you through those dark times. Yeah, absolutely. And, and brings so much like more light into your life, I think. And I think it makes you a better performer. I think it makes you a better Please, actor, too. Much. You have shit to draw from. If you're only yeah. thinking about like the next class or the next audition or whatever, mm. like, yeah, you're or not you just being a no. real person. I really started here. to notice it really hardcore during Chorus Line. Yeah? Because... Stratford is such an isolating place, mm-hmm. and obviously and you're doing the same show for a year. Yeah, dream job, dream cast, dream role, like everything's all good, but it's super isolating there. And tell me and about a lot of <laughs> pressure on the shows because yeah. everyone's coming to see them. And I started to realize, like, if I didn't perfectly land that triple pirouette in the opening number, I thought about it. Every moment of that entire show, and then afterwards, I would go home and beat myself up about it. And I'm like, there's got to be something more spiritually sustainable than that. When that happens, do you ever like then go and hang out with your friends, like kids? 
you know, and then yeah. you're like, oh yeah, it didn't matter that I didn't well, learn no, my triple. None of it matters. Like yeah. you still, you still were like a a great person and a, yeah. a good performer. And like it's all good. It's so funny though. Like yeah, like. But when you don't have anything else to pin your self worth to, mm-hmm. it's. So go find, go yeah. find, you know, the yoga or the cooking or being with friends or, or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Or it, yeah. it doesn't have to be a side hustle that or makes money. Read, no. Yeah. It, it can just reading, be something casual. Reading, just something you something. love that's outside of this crazy, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, yes. girlfriend. We love it. <laughs> Should we sing to Julia? Does Julia know the song? Wait, do you want to sing with us? I sort of, it's been a whole, you guys have been on hiatus, but let me see if I remember it. Okay. <laughs> Ten, five, six, seven, eight. Bitches all lit, titties out, turkey's done. Yeah! girl julia mcclellan who we just bloody love fun fact this beautiful boss lady also took our season two tits and teeth photos folks no big deal she had us running around new york city she made us look like bloody dreams what a talented little legend we love her so much so much talent in so many aspects of the business and such a wonderful human being inside and out bloody love you jules you bloody legend you can keep up with jules on her personal account Julia Emily McClellan. Head over to Zero Waste Warbler on Instagram to learn more about saving the planet with Jules. What a bloody legend. Speaking of great causes, we wanted to give We Are Here Productions another shout out for their upcoming show, Urine Town all to benefit Water Aid Canada. Great cause. And that's happening at the Witchwood Theatre in Toronto, May 31st through June 2nd. Break legs, you bloody legends. All right, folks, head over to our Instagram if you want to find us. We are Tits and Teeth Podcast on Instagram. We are at Teeth Tits on Twitter. And our website is titsandteethpodcast.com. If you like what you heard here, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review if you feel so inclined. And that's all from us for now. We bloody love you guys. We hope you're having a good time with us because we're having a great time with you. Remember, whatever you're facing today, keep your tits up and your teeth out because you bloody got this, mate.